Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. So much to talk about today. I mean, it's it's a very difficult day in terms of news, in terms of there is so much positive stuff around in terms of everything going in the right direction in terms of us uh, uh, getting over COVID and moving forward. 50 million jabs so far. Virtually everybody who who is really at risk of this disease in this country has had their second jab uh, now. Uh, many, many, many others, people in their 40s getting their first one. One COVID death reported yesterday, just uh, 1,649 new cases across the whole of the UK, even allowing for it being a bank holiday. One COVID death. Well, one death from someone who has, within the last 28 days, tested positive for COVID is the official statistic. Last Monday, there were seven. We are going in the right direction, for goodness sake, people. And yet, the incredible irritation and frustration Frustration and anger that so many of us feel that uh, we're still talking about caution, cautiously getting out of lockdown. Uh, we are. I mean, we've been in lockdown 17 weeks now. Ten weeks ago, we had the roadmap announced. We've got another seven weeks to go until the 21st of June. And even then, no guarantee. Although the prime minister talked about a good chance of us ending social distancing next month, although we may possibly even still be told to wear masks for some uh, for some occasions and one-way systems, which do, I haven't done about you, do my head in. But um, we're not out of the woods yet, folks, but we are well on the way. Well, let's talk about all of this with Benjamin Butterworth, who's late editor at the iNewspaper. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Um, lovely to talk to you. Um, I feel before we get into the nitty-gritty of all this, I do need to tackle rather more important issues than an entire country that's been in lockdown and will be in lockdown for the best part of a, of of. A uh, of certainly the six month, first six months of this year. Um, we need to talk about really important issues. Like the last time I was looking at your Twitter feed, you were busy going to hospital for for a rather worrying accident. Can you tell my lovely listeners here at Talk mm. Radio, who, who frankly should be, but don't yet follow you on Twitter, um, what your accident involved and why you had to go to casualty? Well, you may be as surprised as the doctor who asked me that question, which is that I fell off a penny farthing. <laughs> Uh, which I, um, I anyway, think... everyone, welcome to Fourth of May, nineteen twenty-two. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think when I went to St Thomas Hospital, I was probably the first person to have gone in with an injury for that in about one hundred and twenty <laughs> years. Um, 
But on a penny farthing, you have two steps which you climb up to get on and off to the big wheel at the front. And one of the metal rungs, as I learned to dismount from the penny farthing, it cut all the way down my pe- on my uh, my thigh. Oh. Um, and then that became a hematoma, a bad bruise, and then that got infected. So, um, nice. uh, so I've been using crutches for the first time. But, you know, uh, they're very difficult to use, I realise, because I can, I can barely put one foot in front of the other, let alone introducing two crutches into the equation as well. <laughs> well I'm glad you're recovering, at least. But can I just say, we've, bicycle technology has come on some way, and there's a reason why we don't all go around on Betty Farthings, but I was glad to see you were well, but it did give me a chuckle when I saw that tweet. Um, let's talk about people showing a bit more caution when it comes to uh, uh, their, their, their lives and indeed their livelihoods. Um, Boris Johnson has talked about a good chance of ending social distancing next month i mean i i i just frankly i frankly just sort of laughed at that now in public everyone i know is 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 obeying the rules in private not everyone i know but a very very large percentage of them pension them are, are are not people are are going on and living their lives and certainly everyone i know is hugging family members if they're not particularly vulnerable and certainly since um older relatives have been jabbed uh, people are doing that and even people i know who've never broken a single law in their lives uh, are doing that um is this a load of nonsense when Boris Johnson talks about us coming out cautiously when actually a lot of the country, not all, I accept there'll be people who are still obeying the letter and I certainly have members of my family who are doing that. So a lot, a lot of people, frankly, are way ahead on this. I mean, I certainly wouldn't dispute that there are lots of people that uh, that have moved on the rules themselves in, in recent months. I, I actually think, and polling suggests, that a lot of people still take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the problems we might have, actually, is that when the 21st of June comes and uh, life is, is, is much more normal than it is at the moment, uh, that there'll be people that still stay in the houses and, yeah. and don't go out, for example, to go to buy things in the shops or to go to a restaurant. I think that might actually be one of the problems. And what Boris Johnson is doing is trying to give this incredibly cautious language to stop people uh, relieving themselves of the rules before his roadmap does because they fear there'll be a spike. I think actually one of the problems we're going to face is that people will stitch the rules unnecessarily when they're not even rules mm. and you're gonna, that's going to hit the economy in the long run because if people don't go back out, you know, we're going to need something like ease Out to help out, something well, to encourage people to actually go out and live their lives. Well, this is it. I mean, this is where I think, I mean, among the reasons I've criticised the government on their policy on this is that um, the government is, it's quite clear to me, I mean, even with the tests, when they do things like at the weekend we had a, a rave in, in Liverpool and there was a concert as well and looked at this footage and went, oh, God, I remember that, can't wait. Um, and um, but, but I mean, a lot of people looked at it and go, oh, that's awful, that's awful. Well, then don't go. You know, no one's making you do these things. Um, but, um, yeah. but the point is, what they, when, they, when they test, when they take a few thousand people and they give them a COVID test and establish that they do not have COVID and then they put them in, a, they're feeling perfectly healthy and they've had a COVID test saying they haven't got COVID. They go into an event, they, they have a good time and then five days later they're going to be tested and see if they've got COVID or not. And at the end of all of these events, whether it's a football match, whether it's the World Championship snookers, uh, whether it's um, a, a rave, they're going to discover a week or two later that there, there hasn't been COVID spread. They knew that before. If no one's got COVID and then they all hang out together, no one's going to get COVID. It's not that common. This is not a scientific experiment. If you want to not test people or test them and not tell them whether they've got COVID or not and let them all go in anywhere whether they've got it or not, then you'd have an experiment. But the point is, 
They know perfectly well they're going to have no spread as a result of these events. That's why they're doing them. So they're doing these events to try and persuade the people who they've terrified into their homes for the last year that it's going to be safe. And they're going to be slowly sort of, they're dragging people out, kicking and screaming into normal life. If you think most of the cabinet, if you think people who work in number 10 Downing Street are obeying all the COVID rules, you're having a laugh. They're not. But this is the thing. At the same time as trying to persuade people by going, look, look, it is going to be safe. And we found the data and we've looked at it and we've decided it is safe. And so you can be reassured. At the same time, they're filling up the airwaves and, and you know, you'll hear them on this station get loads of complaints with adverts telling us how dangerous it is out there. So mm. they, 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 are, they are themselves choosing to frighten people into their homes at the same time trying to persuade people out of their homes. It's insane. I do actually agree that I think this is going to be one of the big problems that emerges over over the rest of the year. And look, I was at the uh, the rave Friday <gasps> in Liverpool. I'm so jealous. Indeed, because of course you had to have a Liverpool postcode to buy a ticket. So I was among maybe a very small number of people as a journalist who was able to attend from outside there. So I, I feel very lucky as it were. Look, one of the strange things about being at that event was that at first, as people came into the warehouse where it was, there was a lot of, ang- well, maybe a lot is exaggeration, but there was clearly anxiety about being in close quarters with large numbers of other people. I don't think it's anxiety. I think it's just people are just unsure. They're so used to, after a year, of not being allowed to be standing near people that it just feels weird. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and it, it, I think that's one of the things that's going to happen that people will have to adjust to. And I, I spoke to the scientist who was in charge of that event and those other test events that you refer to. And he pointed out that once you accept the uh, how common COVID cases are at the moment in Liverpool, in that example, and the failure rate of lateral toe flow, lateral flow tests, <laughs> uh, uh, there are no toe tests. Uh, Not yet. Then, Indeed, yes. Uh, Then you would expect the test five days afterwards for those 3,000 people that maybe one or maybe two people will have had COVID that wouldn't have shown up at the time. And so that is, statistically speaking, you're more likely to have got it in a supermarket, a small, poorly ventilated supermarket than being in a crowd of 3,000 people. And what annoyed me, actually, is that lots of tweets or some tweets that I saw in response to when I was posting about this being at this uh, experimental club night selflessly uh, I went uh, is that there were people that were outraged yes. that it was happening that they they thought it was they were saying it's going to be like India yeah. well it's not like India it's not an outrage and also it is an experiment to inform what's going to happen mm-hmm. but you know it really is going to frustrate me I, I haven't taken the same view as you have throughout this uh, oh but you will trust me you you in, in a few months time you will <laughs> and I think in the autumn when they try and do this to us again you will but this is the thing most of the people who are terrified and angry about the coming out of lockdown and think it's all oh, it needs to be much more cautious all this haven't got a clue what they're talking about I mean if you if you actually ask them for some basic statistics about percentage chances number of people who've died um the 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 risk the risk you know in any particular venue how many cases there are they would be out by a magnitude of five. They haven't the the, the most the most ill-informed people are the people who are scared the most. When and whenever someone darts away from you outdoors on the pavement whilst wearing a mask, who apparently is so terrified of COVID that it's massively changed that I don't want to have any contact with anyone, even even when we've got such low prevalence, you will find that those people know 
absolutely nothing about the topic. So they're so scared, they haven't bothered to learn anything. And, and that's the thing. But the entire country is being held hostage by a pop, by, by a, maybe it's a majority, I don't know, maybe it's 40%, 50%, I don't know, of people in this country who are who have been petrified into their homes, petrified to think they cannot hug their grandchildren or their children, even when there's, even when, you know, everyone's self-isolated, everyone's had vaccinations and done everything. These people are, they, they, they have been frightened by the government into their homes. And now the government is trying to lure them back out again. And the rest of us and all these businesses and all these jobs are being held hostage to their fear, which was created by SAGE, Public Health England, all the advisors and the government. I mean, be careful what you read. I mean, I think there certainly is a lot of fear, and that's, uh, as I say, going to be the reverse problem that the government faces over the summer. Look, there is some positive news about people mm. being keen to get out, because uh, I read just yesterday that uh, one of the biggest uh, pub pub companies in the country has said that there's a, there's a beer shortage because of the sheer number of people Good. who've been going out to sit outside the pub even in the rain. I have to so say some people are keen. I have to say this weekend I mean people are out and about we, all great. we had a lovely, I have to say we had a lovely uh, day, let's be honest, whole day day outside uh, in the wonderful local pub here, uh, the Horseshoe uh, in London Bridge and uh, absolutely wonderful couldn't have been treated better and it's beautiful sunshine but uh, yes uh, certainly by, by yesterday I've, I've just Feeling absolutely gutted. Bank holiday weekend, hospitality, only able to open outside. You're not even breaking even outside, uh, but then having to close down across large spaces of the country because the weather was just too awful. I mean, this is absolutely heartbreaking. We're going to talk about the hospitality case, also going to talk about travel to the EU coming up very soon, and uh, Bill and Melinda Gates to divorce. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, um, how many people are actually already prowling around uh, these uh, two rather rich souls. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hart. Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.